Hi, it's Melissa with the Mom Chronicles. Thank you so much for listening. Today I wanted to talk about something that's going to be difficult for me to talk about. Mainly because most of the topics that I've discussed on this podcast have revolved around, you know, my life as a mother and the things I've kind of learned or seen or felt on my journey of motherhood so far. But today I want to talk about me, which is a little bit, this will be a little bit different of a podcast. And it all started with my daughter, you know, kids will say the what can come out of a kid's mouth you can't predict sometimes and you know sometimes they have a way of calling you know bs on the stuff that we do as adults and that's exactly what my daughter did to me so it's no secret to the people that know me or have followed me on instagram or anything that I'm a big girl and I have been since I can remember my entire family was always a beast, and I was no different. You know, growing up, I remember it being, she's just big bone, she's big bone, but uh, the reality is my whole entire family is is, is overweight. Um, so I never knew any different, uh, any different way of life. I always knew, you know, how I was raised. So my entire childhood was junk food, microwavable meals, very, very, very few home-cooked meals. You know, I was raised on bagel bites, Tostino's pizzas, basically anything frozen. And the few um, home-cooked meals were like, a, you know, a couple of things that my mom would cook, which would be like spaghetti, hamburger helper, which is, you know, really not, you know, home-cooked meal. Shake and bake chicken and like chicken pastry, which chicken pastry is a southern thing and it's great. And if you've had it, you know what I'm talking about. But um, I don't know if everybody else knows what chicken pastry is. Google it. So, you know, for example, I didn't, we didn't have like a traditional like Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, I, we barely, rarely had meals like that. And I remember the first time, you know, when I was, I think in, college when I right out of high school I tried to cook a turkey and it was frozen you know it was still raw on the inside so I had no idea what I was doing I was never taught how to cook food but anyway (laughs) but anyways you know I just remember us being raised differently and it wasn't until high school and I kind of got out with my friends and got kind of away from my little family life I guess I realized that you know my family was different than everybody else's family but when it comes to my eating habits it didn't really change even though I realized we were kind of there was a reason we were overweight was the crap that we were eating and that's all we knew so I wouldn't realize really how bad I ate or kind of just how bad my diet until I met Josh Oh, I like I, not when I met Josh, but when I moved in with Josh, uh, he was you know raised differently and ate a, a, ate actually vegetables that weren't just out of a can. <laughs> so in the time that I like moved in with Josh, I was trying vegetables I never even tried my entire life. So I'm you know it, it I'm ashamed to say that I didn't even try squash or like zucchini and I mean different things until I was in my twenties. I mean, it was just how I was, you know, how we were all raised. But still, I was used to the junk, so I was a habitual eater of the bad, 
highly bad stuff for you and soda was my best friend. So I really didn't realize all of these bad habits until I got pregnant. So of course you want to, I was overweight and pregnant. So I wanted to make sure I was eating better and trying to make healthier choices because when I got pregnant, I also was a smoker. I quit smoking within a week of finding out that I was pregnant and haven't smoked a cigarette since then, which is about, I want to say about 10 years now. So yay for me, <laughs> but I didn't realize how bad of a eater and how much I was eating and all that until I got pregnant because the entire time that I was pregnant, I could only eat small meals. I lost weight most of my pregnancy until right at the end I gained a couple pounds, but my whole pregnancy I lost weight because I was overweight. That happens apparently a lot when you're really obese and you get pregnant is that you don't gain weight, and that was the case for me. So, you know, if it's ever happened to you. <laughs> so, I also, I had two pregnancies, and then... I struggled in between pregnancies to kind of maintain the weight that I had lost. And during, after the second pregnancy, about, I want to say two years, maybe more, I started having gallbladder issues, but I didn't know. It took a while for me to figure out, and the doctors to figure out what actually was causing my issues. But it took like a major gallbladder attack, which... By the way, if you haven't had one, it's like one of the most painful experiences of my life. And I've had a natural childbirth and a C-section. And going through all of those, and I went through a lot with both of those, nothing touched the pain I felt when a gallstone was stuck in the tube between whatever it's stuck in between. It was the most gut-wrenching pain. I couldn't stand up straight. I had no idea what was going on. I just knew something was seriously wrong, and I was freaked like freaking out so once I found out I had a bad gallbladder well a gallbladder was full of gallstones you know I was like let me try to change my diet to try to get maybe rid of the gallstones or prevent me having a surgery even though it's you know as far as surgeries goes a pretty easy surgery and it could be outpatient etc but my gallbladder was not happy because of all the many 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 years of bad eating so no matter what I did for, I think it was almost a year from that gall, that gallbladder attack, I think about a year, I started getting worse and worse no matter what I ate. I was miserable. It made me feel like, I mean, there was just all kinds of symptoms it has when your gallbladder is not working right, and I had them all. I was eating barely anything, but it didn't keep, you know, I, it, I had to get my gallbladder out. So I lost a bunch of weight when while couldn't eat anything because of my gallbladder not functioning right. So after my gallbladder removed, you know, all that, the issues I were, issues I was having eating were gone. You know, of course, after the six, whatever, however many weeks of trying to figure out and recover. But after that, I mean, I could pretty much eat anything, which I hadn't been for almost a, a year. So then, you know, I had lost all this weight. And I was, like, getting into smaller size clothes, had got rid of a bunch of clothes because I was like, I'm losing weight. I mean, like, I was happy. And, I, you know, one of the 
I could not just shop at Lane Bryant. I could shop at other stores because I had lost enough weight. I mean, it was like the lowest weight I had been in 10 years. So I was, you know, excited, of course. And then, but then, of course, when you start eating, you don't have, like, you know, I had like a control. Like when I was pregnant, I couldn't eat because I was pregnant. Like I couldn't eat a lot of food. You know, I could, I got full quicker. And then with my gallbladder, I would eat and it would make me stop eating because I would feel bad. So that went away. Uh, so I didn't have that just, you know, physical thing making me stop eating or whatever. So, and then, of course, I decided to go back to school. I was working, you know, a full-time job. I had two kids that were in school who had homework, you know, just juggling kids. And they had extracurricular activities. So, I just started eat. We were on the go more. And so, I started going for quick meals, bad choices, and slowly which I don't think it, it's not overnight, but slowly I just started making bad choice after bad choice after bad choice. And I gained, you know, all the weight I had lost back home. And I think a lot of, you know, everybody will be able to relate because life throws at you things and you make poor decisions. And, you know, you, I felt like I was doing so good. And then I started going back. I mean, you know, you start feeling bad and you start like, I want to say self-hate, but you start that whole dialogue in your head about how you're doing and you just start hating yourself or something. I don't know. But the guilt and the shame that I was putting on myself, it was way worse than anyone else. No one else was like, oh, you're putting on weight or, oh, you're, you shouldn't eat that. I mean, no one was telling me these things. I was thinking it every time after I made a poor decision. But, you know, I was doing what I knew, which was to eat junk, eat quick, and eat my emotions because it, you know, would make me feel better. But that's the whole reason I was feeling bad was because I was eating. It's a vicious cycle, I guess. So I was really moping and having, a, you know, my own one-person pity party, which was not like me. And I believe, you know, most women moms will, you know, struggle with, managing good eating habits but it is hard and sometimes when you have a lot going on with the kids and stuff it's hard to make good decisions all the time or majority of the times and you know when we when I got pregnant it was very important to me that I made better choices for them that I didn't have being you know a child that I wish could have been differently because maybe I wouldn't have this like war bad whatever with food or what yeah and be you know what I mean like so I want it different for my children and I can you know I can say that I'm you know I'm not perfect but but I want it to do better for them so you know this is the main reason for this podcast because now the kids are getting older older and more aware of what's going around and what's you know (laughs) what's happening so, I was talking to my daughter in the grocery store. We were, you know, getting a few things. Her brother was there. It was just me and the kids. And, one, I'm going to do a little mental sidetrack. Because anybody that's ever, well, maybe I'm not the only one. But, you take your kids to the grocery store. It's, like, mentally exhausting. Especially if you have more than one. One is a little bit more manageable. But, more than one, it's, like, a disaster. So in between them, you know, hitting each other or hitting other people with the carts or them arguing or, you know, the 
you having to tell them each aisle they go on that they see something they want that they can't have it. I mean, by the time you get to the frozen stuff, you're like dead on the inside and you need like a physical therapy or not physical, but mental therapy after that. Um, but we were talking about, you know, you can't have this, you need to have this. Why couldn't they have this? Because, you know, and so I was like, you know, so, you know, just making better choices at the store. And I'll put, you know, put something in the cart and she's like, well, I want some of that. And I go, well, you can't. It has like highly processed and I don't want you to have eat stuff that has the bad ingredients in it. And she just looks at me and goes, mom, well, why can you and dad eat it? And me and me and Levi can't. And I go, hmm. And she goes, I don't want you and dad to be eating bad stuff that can hurt you. Like, you know, and I'm just like stunned face on my you know my face my mouth dropped you know I'm like hmm I don't even know what to say right now I mean it's 100% truth from a seven-year-old's mouth I've worked so hard for so many years she's seven he's nine on putting good things on their plates you know healthier vegetables organic like really have tried and then I mean, what am I doing? It was a literal slap in the face. I mean, so I mean, I just didn't know what to say. I was struggling with my choices and was depressed about the weight I had gained recently since all this stuff had changed in my life. And I knew that I could do better, but I wasn't. And my daughter was calling me out on, like, why can you and dad eat this bad stuff, but you won't let us have any of it? And I think a lot of my thoughts were of guilt and shame. Uh, we're not being productive or making it better. is making it worse. I want to do something about it and be like, you need to get it together. You might not be making better choices for your kids, but what are they going to do when they're older? And I'm not around to control what they eat. I'm not, you know, what are they going to do when I'm not around to control what they're putting in their mouth? Are they going to be making the better decision? Or I'm putting like a can of soda on a pedestal because only I, I can have it. I mean, they're going to be like, what's so special about this soda or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm using soda as an example. My kids don't drink soda. I drank soda like for a long time. I was raised on Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, but anyways. And so I was like, what do, what do I tell my daughter? Because it's like, hey, we can do this, but you can't do it. I mean, what, it, it makes no sense, you know, it's not like, so anyway, so I, one of the things that popped in my head was I had just had gone to like my routine appointment with my doctor and I was talking to him about how he was like, you've gained the weight, you need to, you know, get back on track and start losing it. And we were talking about like different diets or different things that I could, you know, think and, you know, we're just going over well, I guess my options or whatever and what I could do differently. And he's like, Melissa, how long do you think that will work? You're eating this. Your kids are eating that. This person's eating that. I mean, do you think that's really sustainable? Do you think that's going to work for how, and if so, how long it's not, you know, it's a life changer, right? Cause you're teaching your kids their eating habits. You're teach. I mean, they are very impressionable right now but and it's based on what you're doing and really how is it financially affordable to do one thing for here and whatever 
but it's the truth. How can how long could I stay on track with you know me eating one way and everybody else eating a completely different? Uh, you know that's temptation and whatever you know. So all these things were like going through my head, and I'm just like, so it's the truth. Like what what am I doing, and how am I going to like not let this be about what I've done wrong and me feel like I'm a bad parent? You know, the parent, you know, the mom guilt, the mom guilt monster coming out. I really needed, I had to, I decided that I, and this was like a long evolving thing where I was starting to, you know, I'm in my thirties and things are starting to happen. And, you know, you can start seeing that you're getting older and things are changing and it's worse because of my weight. And I, I know that, but I needed to really decide how I can move forward and make consistent changes th- that would work within my life, my household. That would work. I mean, and I need to figure out how I could enjoy life and not overeat. Because I think there's a balance with it. And I had to figure out what would work in my house. So, <clears throat> this year has been an extremely big journey and big year and I've had a lot of changes and they've been a lot of great changes and I I feel like I've tried to get not back on track because I don't think it, I'm like a, on a completely do, new path this year and um and a lot of good changes and things have happened and I'm super excited for the future to come I've started this podcast which I've wanted to do for a long time I've been working on my book diligently and I'm really excited about sharing that and it's been really exciting to talk about the things in some way or another that I've gone through that I think other people can relate to and that I've wanted to talk about and that I talk about when I talk to other moms and women. You know, it's the things I talk about all the time. And I think it's just nice that I get to do it on a bigger format or, you know, platform than just you know, to my friend, you know, like I, I'm really enjoying being able and to talk to different people from across the country. So I had to really evaluate how I could make the goals that I wanted to make and the stuff that I wanted to do because I'm excelling like professionally, but I felt like in a way that I was like not going anywhere physically, like, you know, my health. Like, I had these goals that I just talked about and thought about and thought about, but I wasn't doing them. And I felt like I was excelling in one place and backtracking in another. And I don't want, I wanted to be able to, you know, move forward and do things in both things. You know, like I had goals and I wasn't a comp, I wasn't doing anything about those goals. So I had to really f- think about it and figure out how I could make the changes that I wanted to and make it work with my schedule. And find a new balance with my health and life goals so I wouldn't go backwards. Something that I could handle. Which is very different than what my typical, I guess, the old Melissa would do. And I've had to make realistic goals, smaller goals. Because the big goals, you get you just get defeated and give up. And I had to make these small changes and see the result and build on it and build on it. The biggest thing I think that's changed is that I stopped feeling guilty about the bad choices I would make. So I tried to plan them 
or, you know, try to be positive about it. So, for example, if I ate some ice cream, but I didn't eat the whole thing, or, you know, like, something I would tip, or what or not, I might, wouldn't eat a whole gap, but you know what I mean, like, so I ate some chips, but I need eat a whole bag of chips, or whatever. So, I was trying to focus on the fact that, hey, I drank three glasses of wine, but I didn't drink four. It's a very... So you start feeling bad about it because you're, it, I just don't think you're going to get anywhere if you feel bad about a, something you've decided. And so I've really tried to focus on the positive things that I've done because I don't think there will ever be a perfect journey, a perfect path, a perfect plan. It just doesn't exist. I think it will be, the, it'll be full of ups and downs. You'll fall flat on your face, but you have to be prepared for it. And I think you have to work with it. And I, I just had to let go of all the guilt that I was putting on myself, feeling like I made all these bad choices and look what, you know, even though you've done so well and you're like, I'm doing all these things, all I could focus on was the bad things, the little bad things that, and I just let it overshadow all the good stuff that I've been doing. And I think this, you know, podcast will prove or that you're, you know, sometimes a simple statement from your kids from you know a simple statement from my daughter proved to one how smart she is and how I could do better for my kids and for myself and as moms we want the best for our kids and at times we will neglect our own mental and physical health for the kid which you know any mother would do but you have to take care of yourself you know, she she also reminded me that they're always watching. Even when you don't want them to watch, they are always watching what you do. So, I want to, you know, I've been doing much better. And some of the things I've been doing, I'm going to share. Because I didn't want to overwhelm myself with just doing, like, flipping a switch and throwing all the bad stuff out or whatever. I wanted to do what would work for me. And, and I had to think about it. And so I've been changing the way I eat. Um, one of the things was the big thing for me, which was do not bring it to your house or in your environment because it is temptation. And you can only resist temptation so much. You go back into the kitchen, you see the piece of cake or whatever. Oh, you skip it the first time. You go back in, it's there. You skip it again. But then by the time your willpower is gone, you have to control your environment. And that has been crucial to me. I cannot buy it because if I buy it, I will eat it. The second thing that I did is I love to exercise when I'm consistent about it. But then I keep on forgetting about it or I let things get in the way. And it took a lot of me trying, like things will come up and I really, you know, you have to do it in the morning. I, I really think because by the evening things will come up the morning time and then you got to cook dinner and stuff like that. I just think it's not, it's not optimal for me to get, actually exercise if I don't, if I do it in the evenings because all I'm thinking about is I got the kids are hungry and whatnot and I, then you'll make bad choices and then it defeats the whole purpose of you working out if you go to Zaxby's or whatever. So and then I also started incorporating the kids into the exercising so uh, this weekend we went to the park and there's like a walking track and they brought their bike and scooter and you know I got my steps in and they had fun and you know it's just little things I think because but working out is one of the things that helps me because it helps me mentally and 
it's some big stress relief. And it was just these little changes that start making me feel better. So this, I, I guess this podcast is just a reminder that kids can say the craziest things, but they can also say really deep things about life and kind of changing. The thing is, is that I've been, had, it had been weighing on me a lot, a lot about my weight and the weight it had put back on and the her statement just sparked something in me because I'd already been thinking I got to change this I got to do this I had really backtracked just because of all the stuff that had happened and I knew it and the whole thing is I was aware of it because now ever since I got pregnant I'm aware of the bad eating habits more than ever and I think you know which awareness doesn't always fix it because you can just ignore it and justify it which is obviously why I'm this big and it's hard to talk about this, I mean, I think this is one of the most, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to cry or anything, but this is very personal because I'm, you know, talking about my weight and it's, I mean, I guess it's like a personal flaw or whatever, but it's, you know, personal and, but most of you or in the people that know me know that I'm a big girl and they love me anyways, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that no matter what happens on this journey, cause I am losing weight and I am feeling better, but that I will always probably struggle with my weight. I don't know where my journey will end. I know that I'm going to keep be try to keep being consistent. The kids are about to start school, so things are the new schedule is going to change, <laughs> and I have to be prepared for that. Which you know, in my head, I think it'll be better and easier. So, but who, we'll see. To be to be continued on that. But I don't, I'm not really sure if there's a balance, but I think I'm going to try not to beat myself up. I'm going to try to make better decisions and, you know, because my, I don't want my kids to have like an unhealthy relationship with food like I do. And I think, you know, we want we need to, you know, they, they, they're watching us and they know what we're doing and we don't need to be like, I can do this. You can't do that, you know, to a certain degree because they're going to think, you know, like why, you know, and I think my kids are getting older and they realize and they're going to probably call us out more on this. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I really appreciate every one of you that has liked or shared or commented on my podcast it really means the world to me and I hope that you like the content you're getting and if you want me to talk about a certain topic or anything just let me know you can um you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Melissa Joe Graham and I hope that you like it and we'll come back for the next podcast. Y'all have a great day. Bye.